0: Now, here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott.
1: And welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio. i um, glad to be here this week. You know, last week I focused on how you can use a smaller, traditional long-term care plan that qualified for the state partnership program to protect a smaller estate. If you missed that show, you can always grab our podcast at our website at 525longtermcare.com. You can ask iTunes to play it. And I think it's important to understand how even a smaller long-term care plan can help protect you, protect your assets and your family in an extended health care event. So again, that was the show that we had last week, Smaller Estate, how do we use a small long-term care plan and get that extra advantage of the state partnership program? This week, I'm gonna do a full 180 and look at how we plan for families with larger estates. And what I mean is people who probably will not run out of money in a long-term care situation. This is the group that usually is told when it comes to long-term care planning, they have enough money and they just don't need to worry about it. It usually is phrased something like this. I think you have enough money, so you should probably be all right. Now, many of my clients have been told this by their attorneys, by their CPAs, by their financial advisors. Their family, their friends, you know, their landscaper, their barber, you know, everybody. You get my point. If you have money, you don't need to worry about long-term care planning. And if we simply look at it in the context of running out of money, meaning probably all right translates to you probably won't be completely broke when you die. Then I guess you could say they're correct, and, and yeah, maybe they don't need to worry about long-term care if that is their goal is simply not to run out of money. But here's the deal. Long-term care is so much more than simply having money. And anyone who currently has a loved one in a long-term care situation knows exactly what I'm talking about. I'm preaching to the choir on this. I mean, it's ongoing, 24-7, being a daycare, trying to plan somebody else's life. There's a lot of complexities that go into a long-term care situation. And regardless of whether you are rich or poor, most adults, and what I mean by this is, according to the Department of Health and Human Services, they say about 70% of us, will end up in a long-term care situation during our lifetime. And with that long-term care situation comes many complexities and problems that have to be solved and have to be managed on an ongoing basis and simply having money in the bank does not solve the problem. And I'm gonna tell you, when I uh, I was about 10 years old when our house caught on fire, it was a Wednesday night. I've told this story before, so bear with me if you've heard it. But it was a Wednesday night in January, and this is down in the San Luis Valley. I, I grew up in Monte Vista. And you guys, anybody from Colorado knows that if you're watching the news, San Luis Valley, the one of two coldest places in the state, it's either Gunnison or Alamosa. So I was 15 miles down the road from Alamosa. But Wednesday night, I know it was Wednesday because my mom was at a potluck dinner at the church. And so my mom was gone. She had left my dad home to watch me, my older brother, who was 12. And then we had an infant brother uh, who was just a few months old. He was born in August, so he was like four months old. So I guess actually I was just nine years old when the house caught on fire. So anyway, we're sitting there at home on this Wednesday night and we're watching a show probably like BJ and the Bear or Dukes of Hazard, or something like that. And it just kept getting hotter and hotter in our house. And my dad kept you know, saying, hey, somebody go up there and check the wood stove. We had just put a wood stove in that fall upstairs because our house didn't have any heat at all upstairs. And it just had tile floors. And it was just this rural old house. And it got really, really cold, single pane windows. And so here we are. It's probably 20 below zero outside. And we are just sweating. And finally, we're like, oh, we'll do it at the next commercial. We'll do it at the next commercial. My brother and I were fighting. And then finally, my dad just piped up off the couch because the TV, we literally had the old antenna, you know, on the roof of the house. So we got three channels and you had the wire that just ran up to the roof. Well, what had happened is the house was on fire upstairs and it burned through the roof and it burned out the, the wire that connecting our antenna. So our TV just finally went, you know, to, to snow. And my dad pikes up off the couch and he's like, you know, looks over at me because I was closest and yells. He's like, Brian, go check the wood stove upstairs. It's like 100 degrees down here. So I ran around the corner and swung open the pocket door and looked up, and the whole stairwell was just solid flames. So I yell at my dad. My dad comes around, is like, "Oh my gosh!" He goes and grabs my little brother out of the crib. Next thing you know, we are outside with our coats, and that's basically about it. The house was just fully engulfed in flames, and the upstairs. The neighbor, we had one neighbor to the to the to the south of us who had jumped over the fence and was hooking a garden hose up to his kitchen sink and trying to spray the house he's like i didn't even i I just guess nobody is home the house has been burning for a while so anyway it was quite a mess you know it was quite a it was just a total total mess it was a total disaster and i'll tell you when my mom found out came home she was not pleased and there we are standing outside with our coats and that's basically what we had to our names at that point because everything upstairs was just gone so the house had to be rebuilt at that point, and, and I'm just going to tell you that was easier said than done. First, the damage had to be assessed, what was salvageable, what was destroyed, what needed to be replaced. We then had to find out how to get rid of the burnt structure and the damage and all the appliances. We then needed to find the proper materials and supplies to rebuild the house. We needed permits. We needed a contractor to handle the job. We needed to coordinate inspections along the way and make sure that the work was being done correctly and in the right order. We needed someone to reconcile the charges being charged to build that house and make sure we weren't getting overcharged. And we needed someone to verify that the home was safe to occupy when the contractor was through. We needed a lot of these things. And guess what? We weren't contractors and we weren't home builders and we had no idea where to start. But we didn't have to. We had insurance. We had homeowner's insurance. And the insurance company took care of all that. They sent their team of professionals out with the clipboard. They got to work. They found us a place to live. We went on with our lives. And they took care of everything that needed to be done and handled the complexities of rebuilding that house. Now, what if we just had money? What if we were millionaires? I mean, this house, I think my parents paid like $11,000 for this house back in the, the 1970s. But, you know, let's say it was $100,000 to rebuild at the time. What if, what if we had a million dollars of cash in the bank? Would that make it easy? Would that would, would have that solved our problem? We wouldn't need insurance? Well, gosh, no. What, what if the insurance company said, oh, well, our policy is simply just to give you the cash. We'll give you a duffel bag full of cash. There you go. Off you go. This is how much it's going to cost. We would still have a lot of problems. I mean, how much easier would it be for us if we just had all the money in the world? It it wouldn't. We we would still have to go out and figure out how to get that house rebuilt. So replace that house being on fire and burning down with a loved one who suddenly has a stroke, is diagnosed with Alzheimer's, is in a horrible accident, whatever, but ends up in a long-term care situation, and they're going to be in a long-term care situation moving forward. You've got a lot to figure out. You need a plan of care from your doctor. You need to find out where you can get the best level of care. Who's going to be able to provide that care that your loved one needs? You need to, you know, who has the best stroke rehab program if your loved one has a stroke? Who has the best stroke, stroke program? Is it worth driving somewhere and moving them somewhere else? Or can you bring those people into your home? Where do you find them? How much are they going to charge you? And what is their availability? Is that a fair price what they're charging you? Are they, are they charging you more than they should? Are they trustworthy? Do you need to do a background check? Do they have complaints filed against them in, at the state level? Who's going to reconcile the charges each month that these people are charging you to take care of your loved one? Okay, Who's going to pay them every month when the bill comes due? Who's going to actually go through that bill and reconcile and actually write the check? Where's that money going to come from? Does Medicare cover any of those charges? Was any of it for acute care at all? Is the level of care in the plan of care meeting the needs of your loved one? Okay, ongoing complex decision making is required and someone is going to have to devote the time to get this set up and manage all of this moving forward. Is that a problem? Maybe not. What if if you own a long-term care services and support agency? You could probably handle it. What if you don't? Does money solve the problem? I know you could give me all the money in the world. I wouldn't know where to get the care for my mom when she needed care. I want to know how to do that. Money doesn't solve that. I mean, of course it doesn't. So my point is money by itself does not have magical powers that's going to solve your long-term care problem in the futures. We've got a lot of complex problems. Long-term care situations are very complex, and it's evolved or revolving around a human life there that's going to have unique needs at that time. So Regardless of your wealth, you need more than money to manage a long-term care situation, and one of the best benefits of having a proper plan is having access to a tested, knowledgeable team of professionals to help you and your family in a time of need, just like we had when my house burned down. The insurance company let us go on with our lives. They took care of everything, and they made sure that that house was ready to go when we moved back in long-term care plans do the same thing. And this is why wealthy people struggle with long-term care. I cannot tell you how many times I get that question. Well, I don't, you know, why would I need it? I've got plenty of money. It's like, you know what? Vast majority of my clients could technically self-insure. Okay. We are going to talk about that today. How is the best way to put a long-term care plan in place? If you have plenty of money, if you're considered one of those people that's not going to run out of money when you end up in a long-term care. We're going to talk about how we design plans for those type of people and why they want these types of plans, why they end up setting those up. But first, we need to take a quick break. So stick around. I'll be right back. Avoid the mistake of
0: paying unnecessary taxes, guarantee the quality of your care, and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com.
2: Hey, it's Story Monson. Welcome back, my friends, Brian and Madeline from 525 Advisors. They took a break last year due to that debacle created by the Washington State CARES Act, you know, the payroll tax on employees for forced long-term care that was basically worthless. The law was so poorly written and created such a mess, most insurance carriers temporarily quit offering plans in the state. But 525 Advisors is back, ready to help protect your family and savings with the best long-term care plans available. They did for my wife and me, and we couldn't be happier. I know everything we worked hard for won't be whittled down paying for long-term care. And most importantly, our girls are protected from the burden of having to care for us. And a great bonus... Our plan pays us back if we never use it. So learn about all kinds of important long-term care information and join Brian this Saturday at 10 for Long-Term Care Radio here on 97.3 Cairo FM. Check out his upcoming live webinar schedule, too, at 525longtermcare.com, 525longtermcare.com.
1: Hi, this is Brian Ott with 525 Advisors. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to protect many people and their families with long-term care planning. However, I've also seen how long-term care events devastate families and turn the last years for the family into their worst years. Many people believe the downside from a long-term care situation is limited to financial loss. Yet often, it's the emotional damage that lingers and hurts the family members the most. Watching a loved one go through their savings is one thing, but watching a loved one lose their dignity is far worse. Long-term care insurance provides a dedicated source of funds to help pay for your care when you need it. But more importantly, it provides you with a team of trained professionals that will help you and your family manage your care. Learn how you can stay in control of your care options, maintain your dignity, and protect the people you care about most by attending one of our upcoming live webinars. Sign up today at 525LongTermCare.com. That's 525LongTermCare.com.
0: Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, Certified Long-Term Care Planning Specialist with 525 Advisors.
1: And welcome back, and thanks again for tuning in to Long-Term Care Radio. I will tell you one of the saddest things about our house burning down, too, is that um, my brother and I lived upstairs. That's where our rooms were, and so everything was up there. I had... A bowling trophy, my peewee football trophy, um, I had a snare drum, I had rhythms from uh, you know some some science fairs and things that i 'd been in all of that stuff was just disintegrated, just burned up, so uh, we got a check from the insurance company to go out and buy new stuff, but it was just, you know it was just new stuff new basketball, new football, new toys, but all of those things that I had you know that were you know special to me gone. All my yearbooks, I don't have any yearbooks uh, prior to fifth grade, so I, I, I don't have any of my pictures from kindergarten or anything like that. But but anyway, you know, thank goodness that uh, we made it through it, which was good. Um, so today, if you just joined us, we're going to talk about how we set up long-term care plans for the wealthy, for the people that have money. These are people who will probably not run out of assets in a long-term care situation, and a lot of times are just simply told not to worry about long-term care planning because they have enough money. Now, I'm not going to define wealthy as a million or two million or five million or 10 million. I'm just going to tell you it's people that have been told they don't need to worry about it. I've got clients whose parents have gone through $3 million estates in long-term care situations. So we don't really know what that number is, but I'm just telling you, if you think you got enough money to ensure you've done okay, this is what we're going to talk about today. Why do we want to set up a plan? Now, there's many reasons why my wealthy clients have come in and set up long-term care insurance plans. Number one, they don't want to pay more than they need to for care. And I'll just tell you, let's, let's, let us let's me just ask you this question. If you've got to pay a dollar to the long-term care agency for care, how much do you want that dollar to cost you? And it seems like a silly question, but it's not. I mean, how much do you want it to cost you? Your choices are $1.35, $1.25, dollar, $1, or $0.33 cents or less. Okay, those are your choices. Well, I think everybody would say $0.33 cents or less. Well, let's go over what the options are why would it cost you $1.35 for a $1 dollar of care? Well, it's because you're pulling money out of a retirement account, and remember you gotta pay the taxes on that. That money has not been taxed. So you'd have to sell a dollar and thirty-five cents worth of assets to net that dollar. A dollar twenty-five would be your investment funds because you got a twenty percent capital gains tax. So you got to sell a dollar twenty-five worth of stocks. A dollar would be cash savings, that money that's in your CD or your money market account. Well then a dollar costs you a dollar. And that $0.33 or less, that's going to be long-term care insurance. That's why we get it. That's why we get any insurance is because we're paying pennies instead of dollars in a time of need. The other reasons my clients look at these asset-based plans is they don't want to be a burden on loved ones. They want someone to call in a time of need so that they can get the help. Again, the house burns down. Who do you call? What do you do? Well, long-term care insurance plans offer some of those same benefits, concierge-level team support claims managers, uh, case managers, care coordinators, all of those things come with some of these plans. They also don't want to pay unnecessary taxes. And again, remember, not only are you paying taxes if you're converting assets like retirement account assets to income, you're also pushing your income up, which may increase the amount of taxes you pay on Social Security and your Medicare. Remember, Medicare, there's five different levels of what they're going to charge you, and it's based on income. Most of my clients want to leave a legacy. I'll be honest with you, this is part of the reason why they do these long-term care plans is because they don't want their you know, their assets to be wiped out or their legacy planning to be wiped out due to an extended healthcare situation. They'd rather spend their money somewhere else, charities, family, helping people they care about. They want the most options for their care. This is another reason you get a plan. So many facilities today are looking for people with long-term care insurance because they know they're going to get paid and they give those people preferential treatment. So that's just a more options. Get care in home. Get care in a facility. Have a dedicated source of money to pay for that care. And that's really what it boils down to, having a dedicated source of money to pay for care in a time of need so you're not worried about what's the stock market doing or, or you don't have to take all your money out of the stock market and move it over to cash so that you know that it's always there. right? So you'll notice that all of those reasons that we went over for why my wealthy clients put long-term care plans in place, none of them is about running out of money that' that 's not why people come in there, so people hear that all the time oh, I think you 're okay you 're not going to run out of money, so they think long term care problem is solved and i 'm telling you there 's just so much more to it than that. Well, if we talk about this, you know the answer is how do we go about planning long term care for the wealthy clients when they come in and they say, "Yeah, I think I would like to look at a plan. What is the best route what do we What do we usually do and i 'll just tell you the answer is usually asset based long term care insurance plans. These are the plans that can give you guaranteed leverage, give you the tax savings, give you access to professionals, give you that guaranteed bucket of money today to pay for care but they also pay you back if you get lucky and you never use your plan. That's the beauty of these asset-based plans. And they're just a lot more flexible than you trying to self-insure and you know they have a lot of different ways we can fund these plans from a single payment to payments over time that are guaranteed level to limited payment 5 years, 10 years or combination of the two. Asset-based plans also have the ability to be funded with a 1035 exchange, and that's where we set up a plan using an existing asset that you already have, like a life insurance policy with cash value in it or surrender value, or an existing annuity, an existing deferred annuity that is just setting their growing tax-deferred that has gain in it. We can move that gain in in a tax-efficient way over into a long-term care plan. So this is the reason why we use assets-based plans for our clients with larger estates is because they have many advantages over a traditional pay-as-you-go plan. Last week, I talked about using a small traditional plan with the state partnership program attached to it for somebody with smaller estates. Well, when we're looking at people with larger estates, the reason why we're looking at these asset-based plans is they have certain advantages over traditional plans. Number one, you can avoid all payments. You, You can just do it in a lump sum. You can put a finite amount of money into it. So that means you're not paying on until you go on claim. You can just say, I'm going to put X amount in over five years or a single pay or over 10 years. You have immediate guaranteed tax-free leverage regardless of what the market is doing. You don't have to worry about markets ups and downs. You pay um, the, all these plans, asset-based plans are going to pay you back in one form or another, meaning that if you don't use your plan, your money is not wasted. It's not a use or lose it type of plan like a traditional plan. Again, you have multiple funding options, including those 1035 exchanges. We can use retirement accounts in a lump sum and spread the taxes out over 10 years. So there's just a lot that we can do with these asset-based plans. And really what I tell people, for people that are self-insuring, what we're doing is we're taking an asset that you already have. We're taking it out of one pocket. We're putting some benefits and features on it. And we're going to take it and stick it right back in your other pocket. So now you've got long-term care insurance, but you still have that asset. You did not lose that. When I meet with somebody who has been told that the best option is to self-insure, I always ask them the, the first asset that they're going to use. I'd say, like, okay, that's great. So what's the first asset you're going to use to pay for long-term care if you end up in an extended healthcare event? And do you have that money set aside? Where is that? And then we discuss some of the, the, the following. How, you know, when, when are you gonna need long-term care? How long will you need it? Will both of you need it if you're married? Is there a chance that you might need it for a longer period of time than what you're thinking? Who's going to manage your care if you don't have the capacity to make the decisions that need to be made for care? And you'll, you'll see that most of these questions can't be answered with certainty. Again, you know, replace that extended care event with a house fire. Will your house catch on fire? When? How much damage will it be? How much are you setting aside to fix it if you're self-insuring, right? It's the same thing. So we start that conversation and really what I'm trying to do is just bring a little bit of light to the conversation when someone says, well, I think I'm just going to self-insure. OK, now I want to give credit to several of my clients out there who do come to me and they say, well, you know, we actually have a number in mind based on the research that we did. And there's a lot of it out there saying, you know, each person is going to need two hundred and fifty thousand dollars or four hundred thousand dollars to pay for health care events and retirement. There's a lot of data and a lot of research that's put out there. Now, again, the problem is most of that's based on averages. And, you know, my thing about averages, I just I don't like them. But I have to give credit for that. I've had several clients who have thought about it. They've researched it. They figured out kind of what the average cost of care might be, what they need to do. And to their credit, they know that if they set some money aside, they're going to cover some of that expense. They also know that it may not be enough, but at least they know that they're aware that the problem exists out there. And that's what surprises so many people, right? They're. Going about their life thinking, ah, it's, it's, it's somewhere way out there in the future. And then all of a sudden a medical event happens or they get in an accident and they end up in an extended healthcare situation and they realize they have zero coverage for it and they start burning down their assets and they're always surprised at how fast that can happen. So for these people that have asset base, you know, that have an idea of how much money they're going to set aside, this is where asset based are wonderful because we can usually show them how to reposition some of the money they're setting aside and get superior protection. Okay. And that's what I mean by that. It's like if I'm going to self insure and I truly have a source, I have money, you know, where's that money at? Number one, a lot of people don't think about it in those terms. They just say, well, the balance sheet says we have $2 million. Well, let's break that down. A million of it's real estate. You know, another $250,000 of it is is personal property, cars and jewelry and guns and things like that. And then, oh, you got $750,000 and the vast majority of that is in IRA accounts which means you're going to have to pay income tax on every dollar that you pull out of there to pay for your care. And what's that going to do to mom when she's in long-term care and she's the last standing survivor there? Guess what? Well, her Medicare costs and everything else goes up, and you just start whittling away the estate down a lot quicker than it needs to be whittled down. So that's what we're always talking about. When we're self-insuring, the clients are coming in, I'm planning on self-insuring, fine. Let's look at an asset-based plan because technically you're self-insuring the first part of that journey anyway, even with an asset-based plan, that's why they can afford to pay you back. And I'm going to share that with you in the last segment of the show. But for people that do have an idea and they say, yes, I, I, you know, we were always told we can self-insure. Is there a better option? Absolutely. And that's the part I love. Let me sit down show you how we design a plan, why it's better than self-insuring and why everybody once they kind of figure this out and the light bulb goes off, they want to do that. And in fact, I'm going to show you how we did that for our client of the week this week. It's Jack and Cindy. They are coming up um, to us. We're going to walk you through what we did for them, how we designed a plan and gave them superior coverage compared to what they were going to do by self-insuring. So stick around. Got to Take a quick break for the news. I'll be right back.
0: Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended health care situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525LongTermCare.com. 525LongTermCare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com.
1: All right, and we're back, and uh, it's time for Client of the Week. If you're new to Long-Term Care Radio, at the bottom of the hour every week on our our podcast, we um, bring to you what we call a Client of the Week and you know this really came out of necessity so our book is full of examples our website has some examples on it and this is the idea again is don't get hooked up on the numbers if you're driving your car and you hear a big number you hear a little number don't try to write it down I just want you to understand that there's lots of different ways that we can put these plans together last week I showed you how we put a very small traditional plan together meaning that people are just going to pay an annual premium and they're going to get some coverage that's going to give them some additional benefits under the state partnership program. This week, we're going to go to the other end of the yardstick. We're going to look at what wealthy clients do, the people that have assets you know, that they can self-insure, that, yes, technically they can afford to self-insure. And we're going to show you how we put a long-term care plan together. So Jack is 68, Cindy is 66. Now, right out of the gate, understand that a lot of people in their 60s, 65, 68, they're just told that they, they waited too long, they're too old for long-term care insurance, and it's simply not true. We have plans available for clients up to age 80. We have actually a handful of plans that go up to age 80. I even have one carrier that will go up to age 85. It just It's based on your health. But Jack is 68, Cindy's 66. They're both happily retired. You know and they really enjoy their family right now they have got three children and seven grandchildren they came to us after learning about some of these asset-based plans because they have been doing some estate planning and they're really worried about trying to protect their estate and set up a legacy for their kids and their grandkids and so this was what was really driving them because their attorney was the one that said hey you know i think you're okay you can just self-insure And it drives me crazy because I cannot tell you, I've got several clients right now that have actually had to undo the estate plans. They set up trusts. They were revocable, which means they could go change them. And they've had to go back in and pull assets like real estate back out of those trusts and turn around and sell it to pay for care. You know, I've got a client right now that's currently in the process of selling their parents' home. And it was a family home, and it's tearing the kids up. But they've got to sell it to pay for care because both mom and dad are in a long-term care situation. So this stuff happens all the time. We see people, you know, they have the best intentions of what they want to do with their estate plan. But the attorney fails to figure out what's going to happen if they need, you know, to pay for long-term care for an extended period of time. So Jack and Cindy came to us. Their concerns, number one, not knowing how much a long-term care situation could cost them. They had built up a very nice estate and had done some planning and wanted to leave the legacy, but they were still nervous. Jack's older brother was in long-term care for years before he passed away. And Cindy has an older sister right now that currently has Alzheimer's. She's on her third year of this journey, and she's starting to see it break the family down, the cost, the wear, the tear, the stress. And so they're seeing it firsthand. And I will just tell you a side note. You know, they already know this, so why didn't they have a plan? Again, because they were told that, yeah, you know, the traditional user to lose a plan, you're probably too old, and you don't need to worry about it. You've got plenty of money. And so that's why they don't have a long-term care plan until they ran into us and they heard our program and they heard about these new programs. So they also, other concerns they had is they didn't want their kids to have to manage the care. Again, they've got, you know, a full family right now, three kids and seven grandkids, and they're like, you know, everybody's busy, and it's like if something happened to one of us or both of us, I don't want our kids to have to give up their life and try to figure out where to get us care and are these people doing the right job and and how much does it cost every month and how they're going to fund it and how they're going to pay for it. They just didn't want their kids to have to do that. And Jack brought up a very good point. They hit earmarked money to pay for care for, for, for an extended healthcare event. But admittedly, he said, I just still don't know if it's enough money. You never know. So because of that, he said, I'm very hesitant to do some of the things that I want to do in a tax-efficient way for the estate planning. And what he's really talking about on that is that you can give $16,000 per kid, per grandkid away each. So, so they could give $32,000 of their estate away each year tax-free to their kids and their grandkids in a very tax-efficient way but again, when you're thinking you're self-insuring, you're like, well, what if I do that for 10 years and then that, I need that $320,000 back down the road? So that's what he admitted that, you know, even though they were doing some planning, had some ideas, that in the back of their mind, there's that nagging question. Are we setting enough money aside to pay for something or are we going to have to start selling down, you know, assets, real estate, things that we actually care about? So here's what we found out about him during our conversation. Both Jack and Cindy were in great shape. Um, you know, I should say good shape. They had some issues. You know, they, they were taking some statins and some blood pressure issues, a little bit of arthritis, some things like that. But we did have options for them. So that's all. We always start there. Tell us about your health. Let's find out what options we have available. So they had good options. They had a multi-million dollar estate. And when I say this. And by the way, folks, if you, you know someone named Jack and Cindy, I, I I changed their names for the client of the week. So if this is your neighbor, it's, it's not really your neighbor, probably. But their estate is north of $10 million. Let me just put it that way. So when we're on the balance sheet, you look at it, the chances of them running out of money in a long-term care situation are absolutely zero. They may have to sell some assets they don't want to sell, but they've got plenty of assets. And those assets are made up of real estate. They both have some commercial real estate and they have some residential real estate. They have investments, they have retirement accounts and they have cash and savings. They've got quite a bit of cash now because they actually just sold a property that they did not want to rent out anymore. So they actually are sitting on a good chunk of cash and, you know, one of the things that, that Jack said is, look, I don't need to double my estate. That's the least of my worry. What I need to do is protect it. I don't need to lose it. So that's kind of his thought of, like, why he's setting on cash as opposed to just putting more money in the market. He says, I've got plenty of money at risk. I've got plenty of money in the market. He goes, I just don't need to lose what I have. Um They have a very nice house that is suited for aging, Um, Big Rambler. They've done some very smart planning that way, no major steps to get in or out of the property. They want to hang on to that house. They want to leave a legacy for their kids and, again, their grandkids, and they have some charities that they support. So this was, you know, all kind of their goal was also to age in place, and they know that technically, you know, Making a move to an assisted living facility or special memory clinic for one of them might be necessitated down the road, but if they can age in place, that's what they're going to do. That would be their first choice. So that's what we kind of found out about them. So here's what we did for them. The first thing I did, I said, okay, you guys, before you met me, you were going to self-insure. So let's talk a little bit about what that means. You are going to self-insure. How much money did you set aside and what do you think a long-term care journey might cost? You know? You or the family? How how much do you have to set aside? And Jack said, you know, I figured, honestly, to be safe. I've read the numbers. I saw what's going on with my brother. I see what's going on with his his sister-in-law. He says, you know, we figured that we'd like comfortably to have about $500,000 per person setting aside to pay long-term care, that hopefully this would keep us from having to sell real estate or other investments or something like that. So about a million dollars, basically, is what he's saying. He's saying basically, I need about. We're planning that it could be like a million dollars. And he goes, and I go, could it be more than that? He goes, well, I I guess it could. Technically, it could. And he's right; it could be more than that. Like I said, I've got clients that have burned through two, three million dollar estates in long term care situations. So it could be. And again, those are kind of the extreme situations. But again, that's what we get insurance for, right? It's the same as your house. Most houses don't burn down. Most structure fires are forty thousand dollars or less of damage. But that's not what you insure for because you could handle the 40000 What you're worried about is what if the whole house burns down and you're looking at a foundation? Well, that's a catastrophic event. So they know that, yes, a million eh, be solve most long-term care events, but it might not be enough. There's always that chance, and so that's what we're worried about. Um, Then I asked him, I said, so so tell me where is the money that you have, and do you have a million dollars setting liquid in cash ready to go to pay for long-term care that doesn't have to be sold, that doesn't have to be converted? Tell me about that. And right now, they had about $700,000 in cash which consisted of, they had some CDs, they had some money market accounts, but they had about a total of 700,000. Now, CDs technically are liquid, but they're not. You could pay a penalty, so you have to be aware of that. I mean, if all your money is in a CD and it's five years out, you know you're gonna get penalized if you try to cash that out. But they had some cash, they had some money market accounts, and some CDs. So they had about 700,000 that would be liquid over the next five years. Um, the rest would have to come from their investments, which means they would have to convert assets to income. They would have to either sell retirement accounts or their investments and pay either capital gains or income tax on that to sell if they needed more money. So that's their situation, but you know, I'm very proud of them. I'll tell you, you know, at least they had thought about it. He figured, yeah, I'm, I, I'm thinking we probably need a million dollars to be safe, but they had 700,000 in liquid assets. But, you know, they were so far ahead of everybody else is going to self-insure. They just think, well, I got money. Well, where's it going to come from? I don't know. Well, do you really want to sell the second home? Well, no. Well, that's a million dollars of your assets. I mean, how are you going to pay for care if you're going to self-insure? And Jack and at least thought of that. Jack and Cindy did. So here's what I suggested for him. Um, you know for less than what they're going to set aside, I'm going to design a catastrophic long term care platform that's going to give them unlimited coverage. And here's how we did it. We took five hundred and twenty five thousand dollars and if you want the exact numbers you're, you're driving five twenty five six seventy five but just figure five hundred and twenty five thousand dollars from savings and deposited it with the insurance company. So we just made a single lump sum payment to the insurance company. Now, I know people are out there saying, why in the world would anybody do that? I mean, if you got $10-plus plus million why would you buy $500,000 worth of insurance? Well, here's why. Because what they're going to get for long-term care coverage is $150,000 per person for an unlimited amount of time. So Jack and Cindy get in an accident. They go out there and get smashed in a car accident, and they both need long-term care. Guess what? They've got $300,000 a year tax-free coming out of their long-term care plan for as long as they need it. What if they need $300,000 out of their savings every year? Well, guess what? They're going to run out of money in less than 2 years, right? Cuz out of that 525. So that's why we do it. We do it for the leverage. That's what I mean by insurance costing you 33 cents or less. You know, it's costing you pennies for dollars. So they each have $150,000 a year. That's $12,500 a month tax-free per person for an unlimited amount of time. They will never ever ever run out of long-term care insurance coverage. Now, if they don't use their plan, listen to this. They put $525,000 in it. They don't use their plan, $625,000 is paid back to the estate. And folks, that's an immediate benefit. So if they go out and get hit by the bus and they're both gone, they both pass away, the $625,000 is paid back to the estate. But guess what? It's not a taxable event. It's structured as a second-to-die death benefit. So in this case, it's tax-free regardless of when it goes back to the estate. $525 in, $625 back. If they put $525 in a CD and it grows to, or, or, or a deferred annuity and it grows to $625, guess what? When you go to cash out that annuity, you'd have to pay tax on that $100,000 gain. You do that with an investment. You'd have to pay tax on the gain, not with these asset-based plans. So they're gonna make 100000 dollars if they die tomorrow and if they live a nice long life, you say, well, five twenty five turned into six twenty-five, that's not a great investment. But you're right, it's not an investment. It's insurance. It protects everything else that they have. So that's the basis of the plan. Five twenty-five in, guaranteed to get six twenty-five back, and that just simply means if one of them go on claim and they use two hundred thousand dollars of long-term care and that's it, well guess what? They're gonna take six twenty-five minus the two hundred, four twenty-five is still going back, so the estate still got six hundred and twenty five thousand dollars out of this five hundred and twenty-five thousand dollar deposit into their plan. Okay, so it's just brilliant plan. And Jack just I mean I'm telling you folks he was tickled pink on this because he's sitting there going, well I'm self insuring. I basically is I've got to have, you know, it's gotta be pretty much cash or bonds or something that's liquid and safe. I can't lose half of my you know money in in a <clears throat> turn down in the stock market. So he was just tickled pink that now all of a sudden they've got three hundred thousand dollars per year for life of long term care insurance. Now, other features that this policy has. Lifetime concierge care support. That just simply means that there is somebody assigned to them, and so when they are in a time of need in an extended healthcare event, their kids can call that one person, whether it's Peggy, or Bob, or Sue, or Luann, it doesn't matter, there's somebody on the other end, they have a direct line to that person, and that person is their travel guide. It's there to guide them, to help them get the claim support, the case management, the plan of care from the doctor, all those things that they need. They're going to look at the bills every month. They're going to make sure that the long-term care charges are accurate. They're going to take care of all of that for them so their kids don't have to do it. Other features in this plan, $25,000. That's two times that monthly benefit of 12500 so they get $25,000 for caregiver training. This is designed for family members. If they want to take a class on Alzheimer's or they want to take a class on medication management. I've got a client right now that's on claim and he's on this respirator and he has a very technical management of medications. And so the the wife is a nurse. She knows how to do it. And then they had their daughter trained to do that as well, too, so that she can help out in case mom is gone. So things like that. That is included. They also give you $25,000 for medical equipment and home improvement. So the idea there is like, yes, I want to age in place. Well, what does that mean? Well, guess what? I need a stair lift, or I need grab handles, or I need a wheelchair ramp, or an intravenous pump, or a kidney dialysis machine at home. Whatever it is, they're going to give you another $25,000. You still get your $12,500 per person per month for your care. Zero-day waiting period for home and community care. That means there's no elimination period. They're hit by the bus tomorrow. They can start receiving their benefits tomorrow. Unlimited lifetime coverage in the United States and Canada. So they can get care here or Canada. They also can get coverage overseas. They have 625000 So essentially that guaranteed return of premium amount can be used at a discounted rate internationally. So the point is they have coverage wherever they go. Now... I'm getting amped up, and you know I always do on these Client of the Weeks. But here's the bottom line, folks. Think what this did for them. They were going to self-insure. He's thinking, I need a million dollars. Well, no, you don't need a million. Just take half of that, $525,000, and get a lifetime benefit for both of you. that gives you $300,000 a year tax-free. It frees them up to feel more comfortable about giving away some of their assets, why they're still alive, because they don't have to sit there and worry in the back of their mind, am I gifting too much money away that I might need? They can give more money to their charities. They can support their family, pay for colleges, feel more comfortable about that. And they're going to get more money back than they put in. They will always get 625000 back, whether it's at least six hundred twenty-five of long-term care whether it's some long-term care and some death benefit or it's a 100% death benefit tax-free, 625000 is coming back. But should they end up on the other end of that spectrum and they both have Alzheimer's and they're both in special memory and they're both going on claim for 10 years, guess what? They have unlimited long-term care insurance for $150,000 each per person. Folks, you cannot argue with me on this. There is, there is no way that self-insuring is a better option than this. You just have to understand that these plans work, how they work, and that they exist. And that's what I was talking about last year, or last week, I'm sorry, is that the insurance industry has kind of missed this by saying long-term care is a need-based product for middle class. No, truthfully, about 80% of all dollars are going into these asset-based plans, and there are people that are realizing this, like Jack and Cindy saying, you know what, I would insure everything in my life this way. I have one of these plans personally. I love it. I would love to insure my house this way. I've been paying homeowner's insurance for over 30 years. I'm sitting there thinking, well, gosh, you know, if my house doesn't burn down, all that money's gone. Give me half of it back. I'd be happy. Here, they're guaranteed to get more money back than they put into their plan. And they they have the comfort of knowing they have a plan. They have somebody at the other end of the phone. They're going to save taxes. Brilliant, brilliant plan. And I've got to come up for air now. We're going to head into our last break and stick around. When I come back, I'm going to explain how can these insurance companies afford to pay you back, or in this case, pay you back more than you put in. I'll explain that when we get back. New
0: asset-based programs protect your savings and your family, and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at
2: 525longtermcare.com. As we age, we can't always plan on good health, but you can plan long-term care coverage to give peace of mind to you and your family. It's story months, and a great way to learn about long-term care is to join my friends from 525 Advisors. For the next free long-term care planning live webinar, go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up. You'll learn so much. 525 Advisors will explain how long-term care works, what the coverage pays for, and you'll discover all the new options and different ways to fund a plan. Then, when you're ready, 525 Advisors will design a custom plan with you like they did for my wife and me. Our plan even has lifetime benefits that pay us back if we never use it. I love how much time they spent with us, and it's not just me. Read the reviews. People love working with Brian and Madeline at 525 Advisors. So get the great peace of mind long-term care coverage gives you. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up now for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com, 525longtermcare.com.
0: The fact is most of us have known somebody who needed long-term care care. That's when a person reaches a stage in life requiring somebody else to help with basic daily activities due to physical conditions or a cognitive disease. Now, most of the time, long-term care starts in the home, which allows the individual to stay in a familiar setting. The price for long-term care can be expensive, and it could go on for years. Financial experts suggest purchasing long-term care insurance before you retire. Why? Because 7 out of 10 65-year-olds will need some sort of long-term care in the future. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, now you know where to start. With 525 Advisors, 525 Advisors, local experts specializing in long-term care insurance, and they have plans that are guaranteed to pay you back if you never make use of them. Protect yourself and your family members from the financial cost of extended health care. Go to 525LongTermCare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525LongTermCare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, Certified Long-Term Care Planning Specialist with 525 Advisors.
1: And I'm back, and uh, you just heard a couple of the ads there. Um, we do have some classes coming up. so. This um, next Saturday, so the 16th, we're going to kick off that live webinar. That's going to be at 8 a.m. Pacific Coast time, 9 a.m. Mountain time. And then the following Thursday, the 21st, I've got a 3 o'clock in the afternoon kickoff Pacific time. I've got a 4 in the afternoon kickoff Mountain time. It's live. Both of the classes are the same. So if you can't make one or you're, you're married and one of you can make Saturday, the other one can't make it on Saturday, that you jump on on Thursday. You're going to get the same information. We also send out our book that we put together a guide to long-term care planning and folks it's just really a 101 of everything what long-term care is what it pays for how do you trigger a claim how do those claims pay you what does medicare pay for what's the truth with medicaid um here's some examples it has got a glossary and we're going to get that out to you in either a pdf format or we'll stick a stamp on it and we'll get that to you but again i only send that book out for people that go to classes and i get people all the time call me can i can i have a copy of your book i'm like no Can I buy a copy of your book? No. And the reason why it's no is because what we're doing is we, Madeline and I, our case manager, Madeline, we're just, we're adamant about this. Start with education. We're not here to sell you something. We're here to guide you. I did not sell Jack and Cindy a $500,000 long term care insurance plan. I guided them to designing the plan that worked best for their situation. Just like the week before, I guided a couple to a traditional plan that they're going to pay a few thousand dollars a year for. So that's our job is to help guide you. But for you, if you understand the basics, you understand the language that we're talking about, it just makes it a lot easier for you in the planning process. And I just tell everybody, be your own advocate. And I know that people that are willing to sign up and go to our class and ask me questions and learn are going to be the people that we want to work with. And so that's why we send that book out. So, again, look for that class next Saturday, the 16th, and then the following Thursday on our website at 525longtermcare.com. So one of the biggest questions I always get when I do these classes and and help these clients is like, how can the insurance company afford to pay you back the money that you give them if you don't use it? I don't get that. How does the insurance company making money? And, you know, it's a a legitimate question. And I will tell you, not all of the plans are like that. Not all of the asset-based plans are like that our client this week puts 525 in, they're going to get 625 back. Well, there's $100,000 more. But really where that's coming from is from the actuarial science. The insurance company is saying, well, statistically, actuarially, we feel pretty comfortable that we will be able to put this money to work for X amount of years before they have to pay that money back out. Now, it's you know, it's, it's not set in stone. They're, the, the way actuary science looks at it is they don't know if your house is going to burn down. All they know is if they look at this village of a million people, X amount of houses are going to burn down. Out of those that catch on fire, some are going to be small kitchen fires. Some are going to burn all the way down. Long-term care claims are the same way. About a third of the people that go on claim are going to die within a year. And then you have the other end of the equation where there's an active claim going on for 22 years right now. Somebody is still receiving a check from an insurance company that's been on claim for 22 years. Now, the insurance company doesn't know if that's me or that's going to be you. That's going to be 22 years. They just know out of probability using actuarial science what the odds are of that so they can feel pretty comfortable about doing that. So when we look at these asset-based plans, what you have to really understand is for like Jack and Cindy, they could have designed their plan with a smaller death benefit, put a little bit less money in, but then they would have got less back if they didn't use it. Well, the way they designed their plans, they put a little bit more money in up front, but at bottom, a bigger death benefit. That's what they're getting paid back if they don't use it. But really, when you think about it, when they go on claim, it doesn't matter if they go on claim tomorrow or the next day. That first $525,000 that is paid back to them is their premium that they put into the plan. It's the way all insurance works. I, I, I've said that, and it was in a live class, and the guy's like, haha, I knew there was a catch. And I'm like, no, it's the same way health insurance works. I don't know about you guys, but I, I stroke a check for over $2,000 every month, self-employed, for my family's health insurance. That, that means the first $24,000 of, of benefits that they're overcharging me, the first $24,000 of $12 Band-Aids is money that I paid for Right? That's how insurance works. The reason why I do it is because I want catastrophic coverage. All insurance works that way. When we get our money back from that house fire that costs $40,000, do we really sit there and look at it? It's like, well, actually, we've paid $56,000 in premiums over the last 30 years to the insurance company. Was that a good deal? Well, that's the way insurance works. So. There's no magic to this. Asset-based plans, were are just moving more money and quicker. That means that the insurance company has that money to work for for a longer period of time versus a traditional plan where you're writing a check every month or every year, a smaller check. Guess what? You write one check and you go on claim. Oh, man, the insurance company now doesn't have a chance to put that money to work. So asset-based plans, that's why the underwriting's a little bit easier. That's why they make more sense for wealthy people because for wealthy people, they get to you know, get the leverage on their money. They get the tax benefits. They get to protect themselves from catastrophic, um, you know, damage to the estate. They get that team of professionals and they get their money back if they don't use it. That's why these plans work so well for both parties. So again, thanks for tuning in this week. Um, I am going to uh, take a few days off here and work on another show. So I'll be back next week. Look forward to it. Thanks so much.
0: You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Certified Long-Term Care Planning Specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com.
2: Hey, it's Story Monson. Welcome back, my friends, Brian and Madeline from 525 Advisors. They took a break last year due to that debacle created by the Washington State CARES Act, you know, the payroll tax on employees for forced long-term care that was basically worthless. The law was so poorly written and created such a mess, most insurance carriers temporarily quit offering plans in the state. But 525 Advisors is back, ready to help protect your family and savings with the best long-term care plans available. They did for my wife and me, and we couldn't be happier. I know everything we worked hard for won't be whittled down paying for long-term care. And most importantly, our girls are protected from the burden of having to care for us. And a great bonus, our plan pays us back if we never use it. So learn about all kinds of important long-term care information and join Brian this Saturday at 10 for Long-Term Care Radio here on 97.3 Cairo FM. Check out his upcoming live webinar schedule, too, at 525longtermcare.com, 525longtermcare.com.